0: Authors, I'm Joanne Morrell, children's and young adult fiction writer, and author of short nonfiction for authors. Thanks for joining me for the hybrid author podcast, sharing interviews from industry professionals to help you forge your career as a hybrid author, both independently and traditionally publishing your books. You can get the show notes for each episode and sign up for your free author pass over at the hybrid author website to discover your writing process, get tips on how to publish productively and get comfortable promoting your books at www.hybridauthor.com.au. Let's crack on with the episode. authors. I hope you're all keeping well in whatever part of the world you reside and listen to the podcast in. Today's interview is with award-winning children's and young adult fiction author Lisa der Wielen, and she's chatting to us on how to keep momentum writing and publishing books as an indie author motivation balancing and prioritizing parenting and life commitments against creative ones what author success looks like hybrid authorship social media for authors the spark award her books and more So, in my author adventure this week, it's been much the same as last. My children's fiction is still out on submission, and my non fiction books are still available for sale if anyone is keen to learn more about author fears and how they might overcome them. Or if you're setting up a freelance writing startup, check out Freelance Writing Quick Tips for Fast Success, which shares 60 plus quick tips on aspects to place you in the pro position before you've met with your first client. I have been writing up a storm in my women's fiction project, which I only share. Share the ins and outs and ups and downs side to sides of my newsletter. So if you're keen to know more about these works, you can head on over to the hybrid author website and sign up for your free author pass where you'll instantly receive a 14 page document yours to keep outlining how to go about discovering your writing process, publishing productively and getting comfortable promoting you and your work as a hybrid author, both independently and traditionally producing your books, as well as fortnightly newsletters from myself with insights into to my women's fiction rapid release experimental project and hybrid author musings I share nowhere else. Some updates in regards to the hybrid author podcast. I began this podcast as a way to reach authors and industry professionals worldwide to be able to ask the kind of questions I wanted to know as well as give back to the writing community by providing meaningful, useful content to help other authors on their author adventures. I do also count the podcast as a marketing tool and I use it to make people aware of my books and also to sell them as well. Podcasting, writing and authorship are not hobbies for me and my writing career, I do treat it like a business and with the expectation of earning an income and this podcast is all part of that. So what you can expect going forward, since the start of 2023, you can still expect sponsorship of The high- author podcast played after the intro and my author adventure update each week a few episodes back I what what won't be happening is a few episodes back I announced that I would be casting the sponsorship sort of advertising space on the podcast out to authors as a new segment called author spot and uh, yeah just just for authors to be able to advertise their books on this platform paid advertising of course but while I'm traveling in the caravan with my family, for the rest of the year, this is just not going to be a viable option. The actual having to vet the books that's going to get pitched to me and it's just going to be too much of an undertaking. So unfortunately, I apologize. That section is is not going to be a, a viable option. Maybe in the future we'll see how things pan out. So the way in which a podcast works is kind of like a website. You pay for hosting online and for online space for your podcast episodes to be stored. I pay a hosting platform to hold my audio files and then release them across the audio platforms my platform has just announced that they're turning on paid advertising onto certain podcasts and I have signed up for this so that's something that's going to be new to the podcast that you can expect probably uh, adverts being placed maybe at the very beginning and at the end just one advert I believe and unfortunately this time because this is such a new thing for them and us I guess it's we're not going to be able to select what ads we want and uh, yeah so I'm not going to be able to I'm not sure what's going to be placed or what's not and it goes into the backlist as well but it's not on all episodes I think they said so I'm going to switch this on like I said this is another way for me to be able to cover these outgoing costs like hosting and domains and things like that that are all fees that I put out for putting the podcast together and we'll see how it goes if it turns out to be super annoying or the adverts are really not they said that they put them together with the podcast as best they can so hopefully it's on writing or something like that but I'm just going to do it and then see see how it goes so this sponsorship and advertising so my the sponsorships I've got and the these advertising ads will go towards like I just said uh, they'll currently pay for the hosting fingers crossed but my time in putting together the episodes currently goes unpaid and there is a bit of work involved my time gets covered by my lovely listenership which is you guys and thank you so much to all who have supported the podcast by buying me a coffee over at buymeacoffee.com/slash the hybrid author? A couple of bucks if an episode has resonated with yourself, or you can support me by purchasing a book for yourself or anyone you know that the topics would benefit as well. So, thanks again. I just want to thank everybody who has listened to the podcast, who's currently listening, new listeners, old listeners. It means so much that um, you guys have found what I do helpful and it's making a difference in the world. So, that, that's all fantastic as well. So, thank you. In Caravan Plans! Been in Broom, if you listened to the podcast last, and I conducted two podcast episodes. The first time since we've left perth in the caravan i did my first two podcast episodes uh this this one with lisa coming up was one of them and the one from next week with lee christine is another and it it was very different because i i conducted them on my laptop in the caravan bathroom didn't have my usual setup which was my podcast microphone i had issues with the starlink as well which is our satellite internet I had to hotspot off my phone. So I do apologise that the, the usual quality of, of my audio might not be there because I'm not using a microphone. Uh, but the quality of the podcast, I think, is still fine. Lisa does this in this um, interview that comes up in the beginning. There's a couple of glitches. But apart from that, it's a great interview. So apologies there. Uh, we're, co- we're going to be basing ourselves in Darwin for a month, in the month of June. And yeah, once the Starlink... I'm not conducting interviews without the satellite internet. It's, it's just not going to happen again I've actually cancelled one this week or was it last week uh, this week because the Starlink didn't it didn't work the way we were going out and I just thought nah, I'm not going to do it it's not fair so we have been in Broome the last two weeks we've actually left a day, and we're very very sad to leave it is such a beautiful place in Western Australia if you've never been please go and check it out it was amazing the culture all the things we learned there uh, most evenings were spent we stayed at RIC Cable Beach Caravan Park and the evenings were spent you know throwing frisbees on the beach watching the sunset and it was just just stunning, absolutely stunning place. What made this room visit special was the absolutely amazing Salt-of-the-Earth people that we met, these travelling families. Shout out to Richards Around Oz. They're a travelling family. They've been fa- travelling for a couple of years, and we got very friendly with them. And they have pretty much set us up on a new path, a new, exciting adventure. And uh, I'm going to be sharing more about this on the podcast in the coming months because it's something that I think will help author individuals and and us as authors do our writing work whilst having a passive income. So it's quite exciting. So we left today and uh, travelled the Great Northern Highway and we crossed the Fitzroy Crossing, which if you you listen to the podcast, you'll know that we've changed our plans a number of times because this Fitzroy Crossing was getting flooded. And uh, yeah, it was amazing to cross over and you can see the damage that had been done, but it was all restored and a lot of Aboriginal communities up here, which it's just amazing to see them all gathered under the trees there's just so, it's such a big community and they all come together and you know I'd love to go and join them and just find out what they're talking about super super different so I, at the moment I'm recording this on my phone which most of the intros and all the outros and stuff is going to be done so again if the the quality of the audio is a bit different that's why there's no mic unfortunately I'm in the car and it's nighttime, and I'm at Larawa station which is just a homestead off the side of the road. And it's uh we came here at night, so it's a beautiful spot. We're over the bugs. I've just gone to the toilet, which thankfully there is flushing toilets. And uh, I went to the toilet, and then when my daughter went in and I shined the light, there was this big green frog beside me, and I never even saw it or heard it or nothing. And I'm glad because if, but if the thing had leapt on me. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I would have screamed the place down And it's very quiet here, you can hear a pin drop So the whole camp can probably hear me on this podcast right now Yeah, so it's a nice, nice spot But it's just a stopover We're on our way to hopefully get in at Lake Argyle But we don't have a booking Can't get these people on the phone Bungle Bungles seems to be shut But basically heading to Kununurra And then we have have a booking at uh, a place called El Questro So yeah, slowly making our way As I said, we have a month's booking in Darwin from June so yeah that's where we're heading still absolutely amazing being in the caravan uh having some trying days with you know it's been about four weeks someone says you acclimatize by six you know homeschooling can be hard me not having my personal space can be hard definitely meltdowns from everyone left right and center but it's really a unique experience that we're all enjoying as well well, we're all we're all loving, but it's a lifestyle change, so it, that can be that's super hard too. So now let's hear from our hybrid author sponsor, Plotter. So if you're new to the podcast, one of the valued hybrid author sponsors is Plotter and that's P-L-O-T-T-R. Plotter is a software tool to help authors outline their books and I've been using Plotter this year to help with the plot of my women's fiction books. So, so far I'm still fleshing out the first draft and daily consult my story outline in plotter to see which scene I'm writing out that day and it just really helps to keep the focus. So this features only one of many that comes in the form of visual timelines which work like a a corkboard layout and they're easy to drag and drop wherever you want to position them. You can also create story bibles which help you track your characters and settings within your work. And it provides tons of starter templates for various genre outlines and as well as, well as series planning and regular software integrations and it, there's just so much more. It's an, it's a great little tool. You can head on over to their website which is jotter.com. They have a 14-day free trial if you want to give it a go. It's uh, it's just for for myself it's just Using it to outline my work in a, all in one space to be able to work quicker, faster, and then I, I actually write in Scrivener and it is compatible with that and other sw- software. So if you've never heard of it before, go over and have a look. That's P L O T T R Plotter, and their motto is outline faster, organize smarter, and turbocharge your productivity with the number one visual book planning software for writers. Lisa van der Wielen is an award-winning author, writer of poetry, children's books, chapter books and novels, as well as an enthusiastic educator and mum of two. Welcome to the Hybrid Author Podcast, Lisa. Thank you for having me. Uh, We're absolutely thrilled to have you. Thanks for coming on. We're just going to get right into it and find out how you came to be an author and independently
1: publish your books. Well, I've always loved writing and being a teacher, I always wanted to actually write my own picture books. So in 2017, I wrote my first picture book. I sent the manuscript away to various publishers with lots of rejections, but I finally received an acceptance and I actually published my first picture book with the publisher. He published my subsequent books for various reasons.
0: Fantastic. That's amazing.
1: And in
0: between doing all that and being an educator and a parent and obviously writing and publishing your own books, how have you kept writing momentum uh, to publish books? You know, you you seem to put out between one and two a year. How have you found the time or made it?
1: It's always a juggling act. I think uh, I always try and make time for my creative work, because I think it's so important for my own mental health. So sometimes it's only an hour a day. um, And other days, I might get a few hours to focus on my writing and my books. But I think it's a priority to try and focus on that creative time, because I know for me, it's really important. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, it's almost I found as well, um, being a
0: parent and working and uh, it's it's escapism for yourself, isn't it that you need to get that part of you out. <laughs> Beginning of self-publishing your work, you would have had what maybe author success meant to you then. How how does it mean, what, what does your author success mean to you now, you know, after writing so many books and publishing Has it changed or
1: I think it has. I think initially your success is to get your work published. And I think then as you publish publish more books, uh, that changes because I think success as an author is a difficult one to gauge because most people would judge that on how many books are sold worldwide. But I feel that um, to continue to publish and be in the publishing industry, uh, it's so important to keep putting a creative work out there uh, and I think success then should really be judged on I guess being a lasting uh author or writer and having published work out there having published work put out there, you know with published work, I think you're always going to have lovers and haters and followers, but uh it's just really important to put work out to the world that is meaningful to you yeah no well
0: said there I think exactly hit the nail on the head Uh, success is different for everyone and uh, some people it's just to have readers or to hold the book in their hand or uh, for others it it can be to make money which obviously publishing uh, repeatedly is an important factor there so (laughs)
1: yeah absolutely Uh, and I think being a children's author it's if you feel like you've got a story that you want to tell to the world that you think it's important for children to hear that's really your motivation to success isn't it
0: yeah yeah or and all of the above you can want it all I guess I know I do
1: yeah <laughs> I absolutely the,
0: the best work and, you know make the most money and do all that sort of stuff but in some regards that can kind of uh not motivate you but block you in the end you know if you're yeah. trying to put something out and it's it's not the best and oh gosh it's a it's it's a hard game so that's why today's topic is keeping writing momentum and from your perspective being an indie author we are gonna I am gonna have another uh, author on from the traditional side with as a part two to this about how they kind of keep up writing momentum because I think obviously self-publishing and traditional publishing is quite different self-publishing you're in control you make your schedule you can put out what you want when you want whereas obviously with traditional you're kind of it's a waiting game you're you're more from the publishing uh, the publisher's side so um that's right yeah i mean how how have you managed from the the indie author perspective to keep up you know writing and publishing momentum because i found you know i've self-published two non-fiction works and i'm struggling to sort of organize myself in between you know family day job if some people have them with the books I've already got to be when do I market these because I want to continually market them and write in the next book and publish and how how do you manage to uh, do what you do
1: yeah that's right, and I think with writing momentum, it always comes in waves, and when that inspiration is there, it's so important to take that opportunity when it arises to actually write and be creative. so it's very hard to find that balance sometimes. but I think it it is all about prioritizing and trying to balance um, as life is a balancing act i think uh, and to focus on the old work and the new work, I find I go back to trying to promote some of my older work um, along the way and try and balance that time out. And there are times of year where certain books are better to promote than others, but I try and set aside a few hours each week where I focus on my old work and then I prioritise most of my time to actually writing and putting out new work.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's good to hear because it is exactly what you're saying—a a balancing juggling act—and I don't think that the old books should necessarily. Uh, be, oh, you've you've written it now, and that's it out in the world. It got marketed for a couple of weeks, almost like the traditional the traditional side, sorry, and then it kind of just they move on. Whereas I guess with indie publishing, we, you have to constantly promote your backlist, and uh, I guess that's where series probably comes is quite a good thing to write um, to be able to promote your work ongoing yeah Yeah, and
1: I think the marketing is the most difficult part as an independent author or publisher because it's such an ever-changing world you know social media with Instagram and Facebook and now TikTok is becoming a, a big thing to promote books as well so it's a constant learning curve as well are you putting yourself out there on all platforms? Are you just doing what you can do or? Yeah, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, yeah. uh, and Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, get on, yeah, get on. Yeah. I haven't
0: actually ventured over to TikTok yet. And I know it's quite a younger demographic. I think for children's writing it's good. Um, but yeah, I I haven't gone there yet.
1: <laughs> There's actually a really big writing community on on Twitter. A yeah. uh, big following base, so I actually find Twitter uh, quite good for promoting books.
0: No, mm. oh, that's fantastic as well. Yeah, being a an, an indie author yourself, do you have any tips that you would pass on to aspiring authors or author indie authors who are maybe feeling a bit overwhelmed, trying to write, publish, and market their their either their first work or their existing work, and they to keep up momentum basically.
1: Well, I think it's like anything in life, you get back what you put in. So if you're passionate about something, then that's going to show through your work. So I guess my advice would be to keep writing, publishing and keep putting your work out there. Not because you you have to, but because you want to
0: yeah that's it and that's that's really good advice you have ideas all over the place don't you 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 do the picture books and you're you're young adult and um yeah chapter books and things tell us about all the the different books i guess do you just have story ideas and you just decide to go with them or wherever the wind takes you
1: yeah and often (laughs) the inspiration comes at the strangest times it could be three o'clock in the morning and you wake up (laughs) that'd be a good idea for a book And you write that down so it's just whenever the inspiration comes and I guess being a teacher um, as well as a mum there's often issues that arise that I then think well that would make a great book yeah Uh, and ever-changing world and then you know COVID came along as well so I guess uh, there's always uh, parts of life that inspire me to write stories Um, and there's yeah, always something that can be turned into a book I think or a story yeah absolutely so have you you've had a lot of support from obviously
0: being a mum and from the education community and uh, people around you for for becoming an author and sharing your stories
1: yeah I'm lucky yeah. Um, I work for the education department um, as a primary school teacher and all the schools I've worked in are very supportive of my writing um, the kids love it they love uh, giving me feedback on current projects and I like to share my enthusiasm for reading and writing and, and illustrating. So, yeah, I'm really lucky that I work in that field because it definitely yeah. helps me with my books, but it also helps with ideas and, and taking that feedback and running with some of the ideas of the kids as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, you could probably test your ideas out on them
1: too. First, uh, what do you call them? Beta readers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, except that's some fun. of their ideas are so out there at times. I think I'm not sure how I can include that in a, into a
0: book but well I've heard the especially in children's writing the the sillier the sillier the sillier the kids just love it don't they
1: yeah that's right
0: yeah oh uh, no that's wonderful and I can imagine working in that environment having that support and that feedback and from the kids keeps your writing momentum and publishing momentum going for such a positive you know
1: environment definitely i think it definitely motivates you to spend that extra time and prioritizing that time to your writing absolutely and you recently
0: had uh, an award win with was it the squibby crystal kite award for little dune am i saying it right little oh it Doom? was yeah the
1: spark award oh the spark, the spark award. award sorry sorry yeah,
0: yeah. oh yeah. congrats that's amazing
1: Thank you. So that was illustrated by a West Australian illustrator, Alison Mutton. So um, that was a really great collaborative project on that book. Um, so I was stoked to win that award. And has much
0: come from that? Has have you had you know interviews or any requests since winning that award? How's that helped?
1: I have. I've had a few interviews. One with SBS Dutch, actually. Uh, and yeah. Um, uh, I've got a few uh, upcoming from that award. So definitely the publicity has helped. Yeah, and I suppose even winning awards and publicity
0: and things, that also adds to keeping ro- momentum with the the writing and publishing
1: and, and your career. It does, and it helps get your work out to the world, I think. so, yeah. And it's part of the marketing process.
0: Yeah, yeah. So would that be part of your advice as well, like submitting to awards and competitions and things?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that... There are so many different ones out there now, and it's hard to know which ones to enter and which ones are, are worthwhile. But again, that it takes a lot of time as well. So it's prioritizing which ones are more important to enter. And that's, it. I mean, I, I think uh, you can feel.
0: Li- what do they say? Little small goals each day gets to big dreams or something like that. Because you can, you can really. I certainly do feel overwhelmed by the amount of jobs and that you have to do as an indie author yourself from writing the book. Getting that finished and then obviously publishing it and marketing it. And then if you've got a backlist as well, it it just feels like you've got to be everywhere. And then if you throw in the mix all your real life commitments like uh, parenting and working and things like that, I can see how uh, it can be hard for people to become overwhelmed and overloaded. And
1: yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Yeah, I think people think once you publish a book, that's it, you've got it out to the world and that's it. But they don't realize that most of the work actually comes. From marketing and promoting your work once it is published
0: yeah that's it well so you're on a roll you're doing extremely well and, and your books are all fantastic are you still submitting to traditional publishing
1: houses or for now you're enjoying what you're doing as a indie author I'm undecided with that because my first book was actually published with a publisher. So I found that I had little input with how the book actually turned out and I wasn't given the opportunity to collaborate directly with the illustrator. So I actually chose to independently publish all my subsequent books for that reason. So I'm a little bit unsure whether I want to down the track publish with a traditional publisher because I know that it often it takes years to actually get your work out to the world from from when it's finished yeah and you have less control over the work that does actually get published so I think that's why I've continued to self-publish and I now have eight self-published books uh, so yeah, it's I'm undecided. I guess I'm still open to applying to uh, traditional publishers down the track, depending. So you're a hybrid author. <laughs> yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs>
0: Oh fantastic. Yeah, I I do I do love a lot of the traditional publishing houses and uh I'm currently submitting children's uh fiction to those, but I independently publish nonfiction because I'm just not interested in going down that path for uh my nonfiction books. But when I look at the submissions, like I uh, I think I submitted honestly it felt like a couple months ago and looked at the little list I've got to see where I put it and I thought But there's still another six months like what and that's just them getting back to you and then if they take it and then another two years and I just I I'm just impatient and I you know and that's not to say that's anything against my work but I just want to put it out there now, you know. I mean, you said you've got eight Yes. Years. How how long's that over been a span? Was that from 2018 or since 2019? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So
1: probably about, that's over, yeah, five to six years. I've published eight And if you yeah. had
0: gone probably down
1: the traditional route, you might only have about two, <laughs> I'd say. That's right, yeah. yeah. Well, we'll have nine by this year published. So, yeah, it definitely helps you. Get your work out to the world a lot quicker by yeah. independently publishing, and you have more control over the work that does go out to the world. Yeah, it's not um, necessarily the easier route, though. At no, all. No, absolutely <laughs> not. Yeah, there is a lot of work involved. T- tell us about your new YA. Uh, yeah, so that's called Dear Universe, uh, my first novel that I've ever written because everything else I've published has is a picture book. So uh, this was a little bit different. That's actually launching to the world on the 1st of July. So I'm excited about that. And it's probably a path that I'd like to follow in the future because I do enjoy writing that sort of genre.
0: Fantastic. Well, we can't wait to see it and read it. And uh, yeah, well, please tell our listeners where they can discover this book and all your other books on like in stores and online.
1: Yes. Yeah. So obviously on Amazon and in all major bookstores, you can find these books. So, and I also have a Heart Kids book, which is launching on the 9th of June, which is for the Australian charity Heart Kids, where all proceeds are going to that charity.
0: Oh, how lovely. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much for your time and expertise today, Lisa. It's been wonderful. And uh, I'm sure our listeners are feeling pumped to keep up their writing momentum
1: after you sharing yours. Uh, Yeah. Thanks again. Oh, thank you for having me on, Joanne.
0: So there you have it, folks. The super site Lisa der Whelan keeping momentum on her writing and publishing adventure. Next time on the Hybrid Author Podcast, we have romantic suspense and Alpine crime author Lee Christine on it's never too late to turn lifelong dreams into a reality, which I absolutely love. So looking forward to sharing Lee's episode next week. I wish you well in your author adventure this week. That's it from me. Bye for now. That's the end for now, authors. I hope you're further forward in your author adventure after listening, and I hope you'll listen next time. Remember to head on over to the Hybrid Author website at www.hybridauthor.com.au to get your free author pass. It's bye for now.